Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Miller. Every week, I chat with fascinating people from all walks of life in order to bring you knowledge, inspiration, and insight. If you enjoy the show, you can support it by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with a friend. This is the Jeremy Miller Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. As you can tell, this is a very different, uh, very unique episode, if you will, because there are no guests today. It is just me, yours truly, going to be doing a solo episode on my experience at the OC Marathon out in Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, California, and I'm just going to test out this new format of podcast, see if I enjoy doing it, see if you guys enjoy listening to it. Uh, So again, no guests today, just me. I'm just going to riff. Uh, It's going to be totally unedited, totally raw, so you're getting the full uh, the full version of, of Jeremy today. So I hope you guys enjoy. I'm just going to go from the whole experience from start to finish, traveling to Austin, uh, getting to Newport, running the race, the shakeout run, everything in between. It was a packed weekend. I did so many things, saw so many amazing people, uh, and it was truly just an amazing weekend. So I kind of want to recap everything and give you guys the full experience from this side of things. So hope you guys enjoy and we'll dive into it right now. So I left Austin, Texas on late Friday morning, uh, flew out from the airport here and arrived to Newport Beach. Uh, It was like late morning, early afternoon. And I'll say that this experience as a whole was just so different from uh, other races I've done in the past because I wasn't going for a certain goal time at the OC Marathon. It's really just to go out and like have fun, enjoy it, meet a bunch of people, you know, film, get content while I'm out on the course, as opposed to, you know, Boston, I had, which I ran 20 days prior to the OC Marathon, just totally different experience um, because most, mostly due to the fact that like I was going for you know, a certain goal time in Boston. So I felt like a lot of pressure on myself to like make sure my nutrition was super dialed in to make sure like I wasn't spending too much time on my feet that I was, you know, doing all the right things and, and just like trying to stay dialed in and focused on that goal time. And like constantly in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, 625 pace, 630 pace, like trying to go through the course in my head, you know, making sure I have that goal time locked in. There's so many details involved with that kind of racing. Uh, and I, I tell people all the time, like, there's a difference between running a marathon and racing a marathon in Boston and all my other races. I am racing not against anybody else, but just against myself and and whatever goal time I have set as opposed to this weekend at the OC marathon where I am running the marathon. I wasn't racing and it was uh, it was just a totally different experience all around. Um, not that one is better or worse than the other. It's just different. So I'll say as soon as I landed in Newport beach, Uh, I started to actually get a little bit of those nerves, but I just kept reminding myself, like, I'm not going for a certain time. Like I could run an eight hour marathon. It doesn't even matter. Like I, I, there's nothing to be nervous about. So I did feel a little bit of that. And I think that's probably just from like past races where I'm always have to be a little bit more nervous and dialed in on that kind of stuff. But all that being said, I got to Newport. I felt very excited. I could feel the energy, um, and I was I was really ready for the weekend as a whole. So uh, I checked into the hotel, which was the uh, the Vea Hotel. Which, full disclosure, uh, the reason I ran the OC Marathon was because they were nice enough to invite me out. Uh, they contacted me in like October, November, said, "Hey, do you want to come run our marathon? We'll like 
compensate you for your your race registration. We'll cover hotel, uh, cover some like travel fees, stuff like that. And I said, heck yeah, because why not? Like go run a marathon in beautiful California and have most of the expenses covered. So it seemed like a no brainer to me. And part of that was uh, the the hotel. So that I stayed at the Vea Hotel, which was so convenient. It was literally like I don't know, like a 30 second walk from the front of the hotel to the start line of the marathon. So that was great. The hotel was just beautiful. Like there was an open air gym, like a full on gym, probably the nicest hotel gym I've ever seen in my life. There was a a pool with like a big deck and a bar and an outdoor restaurant. There was a super nice restaurant inside the hotel. Uh, It was within walking distance to like this big outdoor shopping center, like an outdoor mall basically called Fashion Island. Uh, It was like a 10 minute drive to the nearest beach. Uh, it, it was just like overall an amazing hotel, amazing experience. Um, and I'll be honest, like if it were up to me, if I were to go out there, I'd be staying at like the most basic hotel. Like I'm so simple to please that I don't need all this fancy stuff. <laughs> so it made the experience that much better that I was able to get that. So, um, again, full disclosure, I got to give a shout out and, uh, and a big thanks to OC marathon and Vea for even having me out to, uh, to host me for this. Um, cause otherwise I probably wouldn't have been out there this weekend. So got to start this off by saying that, uh, <clears throat> as soon as I got to the hotel, they actually had like a, a care package for me, like a little, like a rolling cart with like a charcuterie board and fruit. And they even put uh, a foam roller on the cart with like my Morton running gels. So they did their research They they knew what kind of gels I was, I was using. Um, I don't know. It was, it was super kind of them and, and much appreciated. Uh, so that was a very warm welcome. Uh, as soon as I got, uh, or after I got checked into the hotel, after I got settled in, uh, I went and got lunch. I went to Wahoo's Fish Tacos, which was based on a recommendation from an athlete that I coach. His name is Jack, uh, and he grew up out in Newport. So Jack, huge shout out and thank you for the uh, recommendation on Wahoo's Fish Tacos. They were uh, amazing. And I feel like you can't go to any coast anywhere and not get some sort of seafood or fish. So I had a lot of seafood this last weekend and, uh, it was all incredible. I I loved every bit of it. So, um, after lunch, went back to the hotel, uh, put on my running gear and I went for about a five mile run. Uh, I went around this little Island, uh, it's called Balboa Island, I believe, or Balboa, uh, pier or something like that, but Balboa Peninsula, I don't remember the exact name, but did about five miles through there. That was super beautiful. Um, just surrounded by water and boats, like these massive yachts. Uh, it was a, it was a really great run. And here in Austin, Texas, it's been like gloomy. It's been rainy. Haven't had a lot of sunshine. It's been warm, but haven't seen the sun for a little bit. And so going out to California, obviously it's super beautiful, super sunny. So shirtless run to kick off the weekend was, uh, was pretty perfect. Uh, and then after that went back to the hotel uh, I got in an upper body workout, just did some like body weight stuff, pushups, pull-ups, that kind of thing, just to stay loose. And I honestly just wanted to like use the nice hotel gym a little bit. So I need an excuse <laughs> to go get a workout in. Uh, so I did that. And then honestly, the rest of the day, just chilled by the pool. Um, it was cool. They'd actually have like a waiter kind of walking around and would ask if you needed food or drinks or anything. <clears throat> and that my 12 year old self ordered, uh, some sushi and some chicken nuggets because why not? So had some sushi, had some chick nugs, chilling by the pool. Uh, they had some live music, which was cool. And uh, that whole first day was really just hanging out, kind of enjoying the uh, the vacation more or less. Uh, and then 
Saturday morning, I I woke up. This is the day before the marathon. So Saturday morning, uh, woke up early, took an Uber over to uh, the Newport Pier because I was hosting a, a shakeout run. We did about two and a half miles uh, just right down the coastline. Like a, It's like one of those paved bike paths. You see it in all the movies of people just biking, running down the uh, the boardwalk basically on the, on the California coast. So that was super beautiful. Um, literally, the, the weather was just amazing all weekend. It was sunny. It was like 60s, 70s. Just couldn't ask for better weather that weekend. Uh, but the shakeout run was so much fun. I think we had about 30-ish people show up. And I honestly never know exactly how many people are going to show up to those things. Like I, I typically will create a Strava event and I'll, I'll start posting about it on Instagram, other social media to try and promote it a little bit. Sometimes I'll have like 30 or 40 people RSVP on Strava and then like five or 10 people show up in person. But then other times I'll have like five people RSVP on Strava, but like 40 people will show up. So I, I truly just never have any idea how many people are actually going to show up to those things. Um, and honestly, like if there was one person that showed up, like I'd still be there. I'd still be running with them. I'd love to you know, chat with them and, and hang out with them. Same for if there's a hundred people, I'd want to chat and talk to every single one of those hundred people. Um, so it's not that it really matters how many people are there, but obviously the more, the better, because that's more people for everybody else to meet and, and interact with. Uh, and I just love, you know, getting people together, getting the community together. So it was a ton of fun. It was a great turnout, about 30 people. Um, I don't know. That, that's truly one of my favorite parts about the running community is just no matter where you go, like I've never even been to Newport beach, but with the power of the internet, you can bring people together. And we had 30 people who are all very like-minded. They're out there to better themselves. They run to, to get better, uh, physically and mentally. And when you get around those types of people, it's just so contagious. And the types of it, it just the energy that you can feel at those types of things is like, it's unlike any other thing. Um, so I love that. I love getting the people together and, uh, and just being around like-minded people like that. Um, <clears throat> and then after the shakeout run, I uh, went back to the hotel, grabbed breakfast. I had a, a parfait and, uh, I believe it was an egg and sausage, uh, turkey sausage breakfast burrito had like a cup of fruit. Uh, and, and my nutrition this weekend, again, because I wasn't going for a particular time, I still wanted to carb load as much as possible. I wasn't super dialed in. I didn't track anything. Uh, but I was conscious of like, okay, I got to get in a decent amount of carbs, but because I'm not putting out like a huge effort, you know, pushing like, you know, redlining during the race, I knew that I didn't really need to top off all the glycogen. As long as I had like a good amount stored up, then I I felt like I was going to be fine. And then uh, I rented a bike from the hotel, which was clutch. They had e-bikes and they had regular bikes. I uh, opted for the regular bike solely because I just wanted a little bit extra workout and uh, I wanted to get my legs going a little bit. So I uh, I left the hotel, biked. I forgot to start it on my watch for the first like four miles, <laughs> but I ended up, uh, I think I tracked like six miles on my watch. So it was probably like around 10 miles total for the day, which was fun. Just literally cruising around Newport, seeing new places that I'd never seen before. Uh, and I, I went to the, the packet pickup, the expo, which was a ton of fun. Uh, got to meet some people there, got some pictures with people, uh, got to hear a little bit about their story. Uh, obviously got my bib. 
got the the t-shirt the the whole packet all that stuff walked through the expo they had tons of vendors um just like you know it was it was a great expo all around so did that and then biked over to a place called Ipono Hawaiian Food. Uh, and this was, again, a recommendation from another athlete that I coach. His name is Luis. He lives up in LA, but he's telling me about this Hawaiian place in Newport that, that was really good. So I checked that out. Uh, it was called Ipono. And I will say, as somebody, I'm not Hawaiian, obviously, but as somebody who lived in Hawaii, uh, were there for about a year, had a lot of Hawaiian food in Hawaii, very authentic stuff. This Ipono restaurant in Newport was pretty damn close to true Hawaiian food. If not like it, it was very authentic food. So if you're in the Newport area or if you're ever traveling out there and you want some good Hawaiian food, definitely recommend Ipono. It was, it was delicious. I had a poke bowl. I had a spam musubi. Uh, I had a coconut water. It was, it was delicious. Uh, got a lot of carbs as well, some protein and fat in there. So just, I love Hawaiian food. I could talk about it all day. Uh, and then after lunch, biked back to the hotel, uh, and just kind of chilled for a few hours, just, uh, caught up on some work, did some emails and whatnot later around. Uh, and then, uh, about six or 7 PM, I, uh, found an Italian place that was like a two minute walk from the hotel, uh, in that little fashion Island area that I was talking about. And, uh, went and got some Italian food. I had this ginormous meatball. Uh, it was one of the appetizers that they had incredible meatball, just like, I don't know what it weighed, maybe like two pounds, maybe not two pounds, maybe about a pound, about a pound, just a giant meatball and devoured that. It was so good. It was probably made for like two or three people, but I ate it to myself because it was that good and I was hungry. Uh, and then I also got a pizza, got a, uh, a pepperoni sausage pizza again with the intent of getting in some more carbs. So crushed the whole pizza. That was amazing. Uh, that was called a uh, Cusino Enoteca Hopefully I'm saying that right. So again, if you're in the area looking for some Italian food, that place was bomb. Uh, afterwards, I was craving some kind of like sweets. And at first my mind went to like ice cream or something like that. But I'm like, you know, we're in California. We got to run a marathon tomorrow. Let's find something a little bit healthier. Uh, and so again, because we're in California, I was like, ah, acai bowls. So I looked up some acai bowls. What do you know? There's a place like a couple minute walk from the Italian place. So uh, it was called Pressed, so I went and got an acai bowl, delicious, had like banana, coconut, goji berries, uh, blueberries, honey, just, you know, a classic acai bowl, delicious, curbed the uh, that sweet tooth, so that was amazing. And then I uh, went back to the hotel, by this time it was about 8 or 9 p.m., uh, just got my gear ready for the race the following morning, set out all my, set out all my nutrition, got my shoes ready, my my tank top, my shorts, socks, hat, everything. I like to plan out all that stuff. I have it all set out, laid out perfectly so that when I wake up the next morning, I don't have to think about it. I can just put my stuff on. I've got all my nutrition laid out in order of how I'm going to eat it. I get very like type A and detailed about that kind of stuff. So in my opinion, it's like, what is that saying? Uh, if you, if you fail to plan, then you should just plan to fail because if, if you're not planning ahead and you're not kind of doing some like backwards planning, then you're, you're going to at some point probably get screwed because you didn't prepare properly. So, uh, I like to do that and it's just peace of mind too. It's less stress on your, on your brain when you're, uh, when you're prepared for things like that. So got all that ready. 
and then went to bed early. I think it was about 9 p.m. because uh, I had to wake up at about 4 a.m. the following morning. It was actually a pretty early start time for the marathon. Uh, it was a 5.30 a.m. start, so went to bed early, uh, and then woke up again about 4 a.m. Uh, as soon as I woke up, I started fueling. Uh, my fuel for this race, again, was a little bit dialed back from what it normally would be if I was going for a PR, uh, but I still got in, I believe it was 2,400 milligrams of sodium through Redmond's Relight Electrolytes. Uh, that's three servings of that. And then I had a Morton drink mix, the, the Morton 320, which has about 320 calories. I believe that one has about 80 grams of carbs. Uh, so lots of carbs there, lots of calories. I also had a Morton Solid 225. I freaking love those things. They're so easy to get down. It's kind of like a very dense... Uh, a little bit more sticky uh, Rice Krispie treat. I don't even know if there's rice in it. I think it's more like oats or something, but that's what it reminds me of. They taste super good. They're really easy to get down. Uh, it has over 200 calories. It's got another, I think, 40 to 80 grams of carbs. I don't remember exactly. So I had one of those, had the drink mix, had the electrolytes, and then I also had a packet of the two before blackcurrant powder. And I've been using that stuff for a couple months now, and I truly love it. I actually drink it on a daily basis because it also has a lot of immunity benefits. But it's so good for performance, uh, especially endurance. There's a there's a lot of studies on the blackcurrant berry and and blackcurrant powder that that shows. I don't remember all the exact science of it, but it basically boosts your endurance. Uh, it has very similar effects to beet juice. I talk about beet juice a lot, so it has similar effects to that. Uh, so I had a packet of that. Uh, and that was the pre-run fuel. Um, and then I met up with uh, Brady, who was the photographer, videographer that I hired uh, for the race. He lives up in uh, Los Angeles. So he drove down, uh, he, I think he left at like 2.30 or 3 a.m. to get down to the hotel at about 5 a.m. Um, so shout out to Brady for spending your morning chasing me around the marathon course uh, and waking up so dang early. I really appreciate it. But he got some amazing photos and videos from the course. So uh, I'm excited to, to share all those things. I've already shared some of them, but we've got, a, we've got a whole YouTube video coming soon. So if this comes out before that. But uh, met up with him. Uh, and then we walked over to the VIP area uh, for the marathon, which again... The OC Marathon was nice enough to give us VIP area access, uh, which I've never actually done that for a marathon before, but I will say, I think it might be worth the extra charge. I don't know how much extra it actually is, but you're hanging out like in your own little area. You don't have to like go stand in the start corral, in the corral forever before the race, especially if it's a cold weather race. Um, you have bathrooms, like your own like private bathrooms and they're nice outhouses. I don't even think you could call them outhouses or like they're like nice portable bathrooms uh and you don't have to wait in line forever like you typically do at a uh, like a normal marathon so that was clutch they had coffee they had like bananas and fruit like it was a is your own little like little sanctuary before the race <laughs> it was pretty nice um again i think it would honestly be worth it to, to pay for that extra charge, whatever that would be just because of the convenience. And, uh, I feel like it's again, less stressful, uh, when you're getting ready to go run a race. So hung out there for a little bit. Um, the race started at about five 30, uh, even in the start corral, I, I got to chat with a bunch of runners. There's people going for sub three. There's people going for like sub five. There was so many people in there that I got to hang out with and, and talk with. Uh, it was, it was cool to, to do that. Um, again, that's my favorite part about 
the whole running community is just getting to meet all these like-minded people. It's so contagious. It's like, it's really inspiring to me too. Um, anyways, started the race, uh, because I didn't really have a goal time. This was challenging for the first couple of miles trying to figure out, okay, what pace am I going to try and hold? Um, and so I kind of just went out based off of feel, uh, ran the first couple of miles. I think I was around like a seven forty-five pace or so. And I actually kind of ended up for the most part, hanging around the, the like the 320 marathon pacers. Um, and I was like, okay, this like feels like a pretty comfortable pace. It was like, it was in between a, a jog, like an easy day jog and marathon pace, obviously. So it's like, I wasn't pushing it too hard, but it was like a little bit faster than my easy day pace. And, and it, this just felt very comfortable. So I was like, okay, let's just hang out here for a little bit. Uh, heart rate. I was tracking my heart rate on my watch. It was like, right at the top of my aerobic zone. So I was like, okay, we can, we can sit here and be comfortable for a while. So we'll just see how it feels. Uh, and it was pretty quiet for the first few miles of the race. I'd say until like maybe mile five or six, it was pretty quiet because it was 5 30 AM on a Sunday morning. So not many people up, uh, no cars or anything out. So it was actually very peaceful for those first five to six miles. And, and of any marathon, I think the first hour or so tends to just fly by it, it usually goes very very quickly because you're feeling good you've got all that energy still and i definitely experienced that at this race uh and there was actually more uh rolling hills throughout the whole course than i thought especially on the the beginning of the race i, I think for the first half marathon basically it was like quite a bit of rolling hills um which i didn't mind because again i'm just out there to enjoy it if i was going for a pr i'd be like okay these are some serious hills. So if you're going to run OC uh, next year or in the future, I would definitely recommend getting in a little bit of hill training. It's nothing too crazy. I think the whole course was about 750 feet of gain. So like, it's not the hilliest marathon out there, uh, but it's also not the flattest. So with that being said, uh, make sure you get in some hill training if you're going to run this course. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, the, the first few miles um, went right along the coast, kind of similar areas. I think I actually ran similar areas uh, where I was running previously uh, the, the days before for like the, uh, the like five mile run that I did. Uh, so it was cool to see those areas again. I was like, oh, this looks familiar. Um, but it was right along the coast, just beautiful, like literally watching the sunrise out over the Pacific Ocean. Uh, I guess it wasn't rising over there, but you could see the sunrise while looking out at the Pacific. So it was beautiful. Um, all that being said, uh, and again, it was very hard to not go out too fast because I don't know it, the, the competitive part of me really wanted to push it. Like it was feeling good. Uh, but I was like, no, we got a marathon to run. We just did a marathon 20 days ago. We got a 50 K in six days from now, like just take it easy. So it, it was honestly challenging to not go out and push it. Um, so that's why I kind of stuck with that. Like aggressive jog i'll call it uh so i just I hung out there for a little bit <clears throat> and then excuse me uh the nutrition on the course was solid uh i i did carry gels with me but they also had uh, i believe they're called charge gels uh, i hope i'm saying that right but they had those gels on the course i've used those before those are really solid um they have no issues on my stomach. I didn't use any during the, the race, but I did see them out there. I saw a lot of people grabbing them. Uh, but I did take a lot of water, uh, from the aid stations, the, the water stations. And I did take a ton of electrolytes, any chance I could. 
every pretty much every single aid station i would reach out grab some electrolytes uh the electrolytes that they had on the course was electrolyte which you might have seen me talk about that before um i've i've used it previously i've promoted it uh it's similar to gatorade but it has a lot less sugar i believe um it's a little bit cleaner than something like gatorade or powerade so they had that out there that's clutch uh and and honestly like at that point when you're running a marathon like you need the carbs, you need the sugar, you obviously need the electrolytes and the, and the sodium and all that. So that's, uh, that's one of the biggest things that I, that I have to tell people, uh, like whether it's coaching or just, you know, people asking for advice on marathons is like, you have to feel early and you have to feel often. Like you can't wait till mile 16 when your legs are starting to cramp up to get in the electrolytes. Cause at that point it is far too late. You have to do it way early on, you know, the mile four or five, mile 10, whatever, like any chance you get to consume electrolytes during a marathon or carbs, like you have to take that chance. You have to get in as much as you can because otherwise it's going to bite you in the ass and you will be like some of the other people I saw at like mile 20, 22, where they were literally laying in people's lawns, cramping up. Um, and, uh, yeah, you don't want to be one of those people. So make sure you feel early and often. And speaking of that, I was taking a gel. Uh, I did the Morton gels. That was every about five miles or so. So I did five, 10, 15. And then I think I took one at mile 21. Uh, felt great. Never felt like I was going to bonk at all. Um, I think that with the electrolytes doing it so early and often, I felt pretty good the whole time. Um, and again, that's, uh, I wasn't going for a PR. So that, probably has an effect as well. Um, cause I wasn't pushing it like at a hundred percent, but again, you got to fuel no matter what. <clears throat> uh, I was able to see Brady, the, the photographer and videographer. I saw him at mile four, mile 13, and I think mile 20. And every time I saw him, I was looking forward to seeing him. He would like text me. I had my phone with me. He would text me and like, Hey, I'm at mile four on your left, like right after this turn. I was like, okay, just get to, just get to Brady next. And that was like little checkpoints that I had in my head. Um, so I look forward to seeing him. It was nice to see him out there, just see like a familiar face. And that's the other thing too, like as much fun as I was having and as like exciting as it was to just be out there soaking it all in, excuse me, marathons are still hard. Marathons, no matter what, no matter how fit you are, no matter how fast you're going, marathons are tough. Like you're moving your body 26.2 miles, 42 kilometers. It's, uh, it's tough. Like, I don't care who you are. Marathons are hard. So that's something that I, I got out of this. And and I like to try and learn something from every single race or event that I do. And I think that's the, the, one of the biggest things that I learned from this one was like, no matter, again, no matter who you are, no matter what your fitness level is, whatever, marathons are going to be challenging. They're hard. You have to respect the distance. And even, even if you're just going to go out and like cruise, you got to be ready. You got to be buckled and you got to be dialed in mentally, uh, because it, it, they're just tough. I'll say it again. Marathons are hard. So yeah, that was something I definitely learned from this one. Um, I got to see so many amazing people out on the course. I I know that that was kind of the theme of this this uh, whole weekend as well, just like seeing people and like getting to interact with other runners. Like every time I would run past somebody, uh, if they looked like they were up to chatting for a minute, I would like, just be like, Hey, what's up? Are you going for a certain time today? Are you from California? Like just kind of get to know them and, and hear a little bit of their story. Um, 
And so that was really cool. I, I got some selfies with people out there. I, I took you know some videos with people, so that was really cool. And then uh, same thing with like going past all the aid stations and the, and the groups of crowds out on the course. Like I would just run by and like yell and scream and, and they'd give the energy back to me. And that was so much fun. Um, just so much good energy, positive vibes, like all weekend long. I can't say that enough. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, uh, again, it, I'd say around mile 15 to 16 is when I started to realize like, man, this is tough. It kind of became a little bit of a grind. Uh, and the other thing too, this probably adds to it is I, I really, I told myself like once I get to mile 20 or so, I'm going to take it easy to mile 20 and then I'm going to really try and push it. I'm going to negative split to the finish. That was my plan. Uh, so I hit mile 20 or so. I, I started to push it a little bit. Uh, at that point, I think I was around like 735 average pace. And then I, uh, from there, just slowly started picking it up. Each mile went down to like 725, 720, 715. And then I think that 26th mile was like a 652. I tried to hit about sub three pace, which is about 650. Uh, just for the fact of like, let's see what we can do. I got, I was getting a ton of content already. Um, there's like that last like six miles was kind of like a dead part of the course. There wasn't a lot of spectators. The runners were very spread out at that point. So there wasn't a lot happening. So I was like, why not? Let's, uh, let's push it a little bit. So we did that felt pretty good, but I was, I was grinding. I was, I was dogging it to the finish. Um, but I was feeling good. So, um, I enjoyed that part of the race. I felt like I scratched the itch a little bit of, uh, the competitiveness in me. So did that, uh, came in through the finish. There's tons of crowds, tons of people yelling and cheering. Uh, I, I was actually pretty impressed with how many people were out there spectating. So that was amazing to see. <clears throat> and then, uh, finished the race up and again, you know, walking back through the like fairgrounds area after the race, which is the same area where the expo was so a bunch of people recognize me, which is always so cool. And it's still so weird to me. Uh, to be honest, like I'm, I'm still not quite used to it <laughs> of people be, coming up be like, Hey, I follow you on Instagram. I, I love your content. I love all your, your running tips and stuff. Like I it's, to, it's weird to me, but I know that to them, like they had to like work up the courage to like come and like say hi. Cause it's like, they don't know me. I'm just some random guy. They follow on the internet. So to be those people who actually do come up and say hi, like kudos to you because I love that part of it all. That's like, honestly, one of my biggest motivators on days when like I, I'm, you know, not really feeling like putting out a post or putting out content or to, to keep moving forward with some stuff. Like that's my motivation that keeps me going is like, okay, there's people out there that are benefiting from this that like, you know, they're not relying on it necessarily, but like they're going to, they're going to benefit from this. They're going to get something out of this. And so that's, that's a huge motivator, um, is for me to just to keep going is like seeing those people and interacting with them and seeing like a tangible, a real human in real life. Um, not just some number on a screen or like some comment on an Instagram post. Uh, so again, met a bunch of people after the race, got pictures with people, got to chat with them. And then, uh, following the race, I went back to the hotel, got showered up, uh, went down to the restaurant in the hotel to grab some lunch. Uh, I ran into one of my friends there who uh, had just run the race. His name is Pharrell. Um, sat with him, chatted for a while, had, again, my 12-year-old self ordered some sushi and uh, french fries and a big cold glass of milk. I'm a big 
milk guy, <laughs> especially after a hard race or, or a run. Um, I don't know what it is. I just crave milk. So take that as you will. Um, so I had lunch there at the hotel and then went to, uh, this place called sidecar donuts, which is another recommendation from a girl that I coach who also lives in the Newport Costa Mesa area. Uh, her name is Deidre and she recommended sidecar donuts. So I went there, uh, super good donuts, very unique donuts. I don't know if I've ever had any quite like this. I think it's just the way that they bake them or the dough or whatever, but they were super good. I had an apple juice as well, because as you can tell by now, I am 12 years old. Uh, and then I was, uh, from there, I had a couple hours to kill, but I was meeting up with a friend, uh, for dinner, um, at a place called Slapfish. So I had a couple hours to kill and I was like about five to six miles away from this restaurant. So I was like, I was going to call an Uber, but I looked on the map, pull up, I pulled up on the map to see how long of a walk that was going to be to go six miles. And it said about two and a half to three hours. So I was like, you know what? We just ran a marathon. I need to get the legs moving. I need to get the blood flowing, sitting in a car and then just, you know, sitting around isn't going to do much for me. So let's just walk. So I walked about five to six miles, uh, met up with Luis for, for lunch or excuse me for dinner. And, uh, my legs honestly felt very, very good after that. Like it was a long walk. It took about two hours or I think it was like two and a half hours. Um, but it was much needed. And that's one thing, if you're going to take anything away from that, is the active recovery side of things for, for marathons or half marathons, whatever, any kind of race, the active recovery is so crucial. I think that it's the blood flow, it's the movement, it's like I always say motion is lotion. It's like you're, you're lubricating your joints, there's like, I don't know the scientific term, but there's like joint fluid basically that you can get circulating, which will therefore help... Uh, repair your joints and all the blood flow to your, your tired muscles, your fatigued muscles. It's just, I think walking especially is one of the best things you can do following a race. And so now I'm recording this, uh, on Wednesday. So this is three days after the marathon and my legs aren't even sore anymore. They were a little bit sore yesterday, but now they literally feel totally back to normal. And I attribute a lot of that to just the active recovery side of things. Uh, so got dinner with Luis and his nephew. Um, they came down and met me at a place called Slapfish, got some more sushi, or excuse me, got some more seafood. I had some poke, which is a raw tuna, if you don't know. And then we uh, drove over to Huntington Beach, just about 15, 20 minute drive. Uh, checked that out, went to the Huntington Pier, kind of walked around there. I crushed a large acai bowl, got the biggest one that I could find and uh, and just demolished that. That was delicious. <clears throat> and then uh, head head back to the hotel and uh, and went to bed. And then uh, Monday morning, I slept in as long as possible. I think I got a little bit over eight hours of sleep. Again, if you if you don't get the active recovery in, you gotta get the sleep in because sleep is when everything in your body regenerates. It's when everything gets repaired. Um, sleep is and should be a pillar of your recovery routine. So slept in Monday morning, uh, went down to the hotel gym, got in another, uh, upper body workout. I did some like kettlebell cleans and presses, some kettlebell swings, did a lot of pushups and pull-ups, uh, nothing like too intense, just like, again, getting the body moving, getting the blood flowing, uh, did a bunch of foam rolling as well. And then had breakfast at the hotel, uh, had a 
a sandwich, breakfast sandwich, parfait, a green juice, um, and that was that. Then I uh, took an Uber over back to the airport and flew back to Austin, Texas, and uh, that basically concluded the weekend. So overall, just an amazing weekend. Um, it was, I mean, so much fun from start to finish. As soon as I landed in Newport till the time I left, it was beautiful. I felt like I was on vacation the whole time. I basically was, uh, mixing a marathon, mixing the shakeout run, mixing all the good food, all the amazing people that I got to meet. Um, just like, I literally couldn't have asked for a better weekend. It was, it was truly like, it was as close to perfect as it could have been. Um, so I'm super grateful to, to be able to like come and do these things and have marathons invite me out to come run their race and cover everything. Like I w- if you would have told me that a couple years ago, I would have never imagined like, Hey Jeremy, you're going to go out to Newport beach, California and run this marathon. And it's all, it's all on the house. I'm like, what? Like no chance. I would have ever believed that. Um, and so I, again, I just feel super, super grateful to be able to do things like that and to get to meet so many amazing people and have so many people, you know, I guess looking up to me or, or being inspired by me. Um, and I only say that because they tell me that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like I'm in a really amazing position. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for it. So yeah, it was a, it was just an amazing weekend overall. I could keep saying how amazing it was, but I think you get the idea. Uh, I, I want to thank, you know, all the runners that were out there that said hi to me that were out there pushing themselves, pushing their limits, who went out and crushed the 5k, the half marathon, the marathon, um, big kudos to you guys for going out there and, and taking on a challenge, whether it was your first race or your 50th race, um, just massive kudos to you and, and thank you for being out there because if you're not out there, like there is no race and, and same goes for the volunteers at the marathon, the people at the aid stations, people that put on the race, uh, people that are in the crowd spectating, uh, like you don't have to be out there. Like I saw so many people just out in their front lawns, just hanging out, watching, cheering us on. Like they don't know who we are. They probably don't have anybody that they know running, but they're still out there supporting and, uh, and that everything combined is what makes running and, and marathons so amazing. Um, thank you to the OC marathon for hosting me, for inviting me out. As you can tell by this podcast, I had an amazing experience. It was such a blast. So big thank you to you guys for having me out. Same to the Vea hotel for, for hosting me for all your kindness and and the warm welcome and for letting me stay in your beautiful hotel. Um, if you guys want to run the 2024 OC marathon, uh, it is the 20th anniversary of their race. So I'm assuming they're going to do some special stuff for that. Uh, it also falls on Cinco de Mayo, which is going to be a fun time. It's just like a party with a party all combined. So that's going to be a fun time. Um, I'm not sure hundred percent if I'll be running it again next year. Um, I hope to, I definitely want to be out there again. Cause it was so much fun. Um, I just don't know yet. Cause it's about a year away. So I have no idea what I'll be doing then. Um, but if I do, if I am out there, I would hope to to see you guys um, and get to experience it again because truly it was just, it was an epic weekend. So um, yeah, hopefully you guys got something out of this podcast. I really appreciate all the support, all the love you guys uh, have given me. Um, I don't know if I'll do this solo podcast again. We'll see. I felt like I just talked and spewed a whole bunch of words at you for the last 40 minutes or so, but uh, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, if you guys have any other questions, any comments, anything like that, always feel free to reach out, send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email, submit a thing through my website. Uh, 
I'm always happy to, to help out, answer any questions that you guys might have. But again, thank you all so much for tuning into the show and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the channel, leave a review and share it with a friend. We'll see you in the next one.